This is the Energy Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. That's what's going to be, I think, truly transformational to a lot of businesses. And hydrogen fuel cells enable a lot of use cases with batteries. By covering the surfaces in floating solar PV panels, you can not only generate electricity on site, you can actually purify the water. Welcome to MarketScale Energy. I'm your host, Sean Heath. You know, life is all about balance. Do you have the air conditioning set to the right temperature? Do you have the right amount of milk to cereal ratio? There are a lot of complex decisions we have to make every day. Those decisions pale in comparison to the importance of security versus functionality in the software and electronics industry. Well, my guest today has the perfect point of view and years of perspective to help us untangle some of these mysteries. I am, of course, talking about the Executive Vice President of Marketing and Customer Solutions for IS5 Communications, Jonathan Azarkhan. Jonathan, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you very much, Sean. Let's go ahead and start off today and talk about this evolutionary tightrope that you have to exist on on a daily basis. As communications continue to evolve, there comes along with that an abundance of protocols. Is there a single best answer? Well, not really. There's a lot of uh, factors that come into play. Uh, we, where There are quite a bit of uh, standards or committees out there that uh, propose, um, you know, reference models or architectures related to power utility. Um, so th- there, there, is, there is a committee that is responsible for that, but we, we understand um, the desires or the needs for the challenges these power utilities go through. So we, we adopt our technology and adapt according to the market needs as well as um, what innovation that's coming out in order to be able to continue with the ongoing growth for different challenges. Now, one of the things that you have to deal with is proprietary protocols. Are are there days when you just wish everybody would just, okay, just come to a decision. This is a consensus. We're all going to use this one moving forward. Well, there is a committee called IEC 61850, and their standards-based committee stands for Inter-Electoral Technical Committee Group, and they're they're essentially responsible for the architecture model for how power systems should be uh, integrated, particularly with the different protocols like MMS or goose messaging, sample measure values. These typically run over TCP IP-based networks, so I'd say in the last decade or plus, the power utility companies have used uh, Ethernet as the standard communications uh, infrastructure. Do each of these advances in technology present a different set of challenges, uh, a different list of benefits versus possible issues? Well, we, we've seen, uh, obviously, um, in, in the power utility space, it's, quite, it's an aging infrastructure, uh, and I'm referring to the electric grid. So there's been uh, changes in, in the last, I would say, 10 or 15 plus years in terms of how the grid is uh, evolving in terms of making it more of a smarter grid, uh, a digital grid, moving away from analog. And for the reason that um, there's reliability and uh, interoperability and real-time performance uh, gains that can be uh, done through um, going digital, particularly for substations. It seems as if the newer technologies having to integrate 
with a, some degree of backwards compatibility with the existing aging infrastructure is very similar to taking a Ferrari and trying to drive it at max speed on a gravel road. Yes, that, that would be a safe analogy. As you have to marry the newer technology with the existing infrastructure, how do you reach the balance between those two needs? Well, I, uh, as I mentioned before, the, uh, with the help of the different types of committees out there and speaking with customers uh, globally, we, we've been able to look at the types of technologies that are out there, um, even with legacy equipment um, and how they are evolving as well in order to be able to integrate or interoperate with those types of uh, technologies. But at the same time, as you go digital, cybersecurity does become a concern as the grid becomes more interconnected. Um, so uh, having said that, the, we also look at different types of technologies from whether it's ML, AI, artificial intelligence, different various methods to, um, to help customers with better methods to um, you know, protect their, their grid or their network. Automation, in my mind, has always been something that I look forward to, something that I anticipate because it allows the opportunity to codify a set of behaviors or transactions in a system that can become mechanical and repeatable and hopefully, if programmed correctly, will be able to remove some of the risks of error in any given transaction or any given uh, any given command now that does remove the danger of say social engineering in the example of cybersecurity if we were just dealing on a human to human interaction but at the same time doesn't it give us a false sense of security that we think oh that program is set that system is running i don't need to actively pay attention to that because i can trust that it's going to do what it's programmed to do Automation seems that it could be quite a risk if it's not applied correctly and managed properly. Well, that is correct. I mean, there's a lot of uh, degree of uh, thought that's required to implement a proper system. Um, and, and obviously, if you look at the way our, for example, the power utility customers, they typically um, do a lot of proof of concept uh, prior to uh, ever um, putting it in the production field or the production network in order to understand the behavior as well as the performance um, and, and working out those kinks. Um, obviously, there's technology out there that can help customers to better automate their systems, but that's not to say that you should not do a proof of concept or a field trial just to ensure that the reliability is guaranteed to perform the way customers would expect it to. Tell me a couple of things that can ease my mind when I worry about the real-world possibility of a misappropriation of a computer system as it applies to a public utility? So, I mean, there's uh, numerous examples out there of actually, um, and it's been, it's, I, I guess, in the last decade or so, uh, it, there's been a rise of uh, cyber threats, particularly for critical infrastructure. And what I mean by critical infrastructure is exactly what you had mentioned, power utility, nuclear power, uh, wastewater uh, utilities, all things or facets that impact daily human lives. So we, we um, look at the different committees and the different security models out there as well 
uh, and the innovation or technology that's required to um, help customers move towards a more um, reliable and secure grid. Um, obviously, you still have to consider um, performance. Um, you know, you, you need to make sure that there's minimal impact while securing the communications infrastructure. So there, it is a, a tightrope that um, you, we continuously walk on to ensure we don't impact uh, reliability and accessibility to these systems because power utilities typically um, have safety as their number one priority when it relates to their power system infrastructure. One of the main benefits of automation in almost any system is an increase in speed and hopefully reliability. While that speed is important, you've also always operated under the rule that speed is important, but it ultimately has to be centered around the customer relationship. Yes, that is correct. I mean, the the goal of power utilities or um, mission critical infrastructures to continue to provide seamless service. So in the context of a power utility, you want to be able to provide electricity uh, non-stop or non-interrupted to those customer base. Um, so you have to be sensitive to the needs of, of the, not just the end user, which is the ultimately the citizens, but also the requirements of the power utility to be able to meet those needs. Is there a current trend that you are aware of that should be much more of an eye-opener to more people than it actually appears to be? Well, obviously, uh, cybersecurity is is the big trend or the talk uh, for the last decade or so um, because of the rise of, of threats, particularly um, e- even, even these threats are, are um, government-sponsored. Cyber threats are now you have countries for example, Russia or North Korea, or even the U.S. Are, that are involved in, in um, looking at methods to uh, cripple uh, an infrastructure. And obviously, power is one of them. So there, there, there's quite a bit of concern on that end. And uh, it's something that every utility or uh, anyone that is related to providing a mission-critical um, need or service should look at. As we, I'm thinking about the communications technology platforms that are are gaining popularity and widespread use, as these platforms advance, do we feel more comfortable with them or are there still a few changes that you would like to see implemented that would put your mind a little more at ease with, for example, with Wi-Fi or cellular technologies being brought into the equation? Um, if you, if you, in reference to Wi-Fi or cellular, um, yeah, there is some level of comfort, but there's also new, new um, interruptions that could happen um, with these types of different uh, technology or access media. Um, so you, you need to always be on uh, on guard to determine what are the vulnerabilities and what are the susceptibilities that. Uh, utility customers may encounter when when dealing with such technologies. Hence, why you, it's it's always a great idea to do a proof of concept or test um, prior to actual deployment and see how the system behaves before you put it in place. Convention season has just really come to a close as we get into the heart of the summer. I'm curious. I would imagine at some point you have attended 
a few security conventions. Uh, would you ever want to be one of the attendees at a convention who was given a challenge to black hat something? Is that Would you ever feel the need to test your skills that way? This is something we always look at as well in terms of even our own, um, from our manufacturing process to our uh, ongoing product development, looking at third party to ensure that we um, even test our own uh, equipment to make sure that they're not susceptible or we eliminate as much susceptibility within our own products. Uh, I have been engaged in um, conferences more so um, this year, um, attending them uh, just to get a feel for what types of different uh, cybersecurity is out there. Uh, particularly, I've attended the RSA conference in, uh, last February. And while while not directly related to power utilities, uh, there were some vendors out there that uh, actually, you know, were more catered to the power utility or SCADA uh, applications that we primarily play in. Do you get a real sense of satisfaction in knowing that you patched an issue and now that particular problem no longer exists? Or is there a perverse sense of satisfaction that comes in with, oh, I had this idea and look, it worked? There's always a satisfaction to making sure you're fixing customer issues or whatever crops up from, from customer side or even when uh, you, you discover uh, problems within your own uh, products or through the development that you were able to fix or resolve prior to. Um, being passed on to the customers. You have a bit of a track record in being involved in a company from the startup level all the way up to the Fortune 500 companies. When you build something like that, do you have a preferred moment in the lifespan of a company? I guess for my personality, I, I typically like uh, small uh, companies or startups or even scale-ups and if becoming being part of uh, something that you can grow. And uh, if, if it gets acquired, that's even a bonus. But it's more about the journey, uh, the challenges, going through those challenges, struggling through the challenges, and then eventually overcoming those challenges to, to a, an acquisition, which is the best form of flattery. Give me, if you would please, one or two necessities that you see that if you had the power, you would make sure that these one or two ideas were enforced across the entire infrastructure with regard to the energy utilities. I believe it's still in its infancy, um, which is more like ML, uh, machine learning, artificial intelligence based integration or technology relating to power systems. But uh, I believe that that's eventually where it's leading to, um, where, where systems are being able to intelligently um, provide and do its uh, own preventative maintenance. Um, but we're still far from that, at least I have not seen too much in terms of innovation from that side. Um, that's working, real working models, but that's what eventually I could see happening. I feel a little more comfortable after this conversation with you knowing that you're the, the guy at the gate. So thank you for that. I do feel a little bit safer. One less thing for me to worry about. Today, it has been my pleasure to have a conversation with the Executive Vice President of Marketing and Customer Solutions for IS5 Communications, Jonathan Azarkan. Jonathan, thank you so much. This was really fascinating and I definitely look forward to having another conversation with you anytime. Thank you very much, Sean. It was a pleasure.